0: mm To your mother,
1: it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bow and Shield in the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins, still Bow's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bow Wolf are coming at you. Stats it,
2: things flapping their wings You can't live up to expectations, no. so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors <laughs> Just go with what you saw today, okay, yeah. change your opinion daily Yeah, I'm all about that for You'll sure You'll be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right No yeah. one will remember, no That's one's true. listening Hello everybody,
1: and welcome to Birds with Friends on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon Bo Wolf here, Zach Berman and Sheila Kapadia there Living in a world... Where Andy Reid is a Super Bowl champion, uh, Zach.
0: That's correct. That's correct. It was a good game. Enjoyed
1: watching it. Uh, national writer, any uh, any hot takes you want to fire off about the Super Bowl?
2: Gonna go have a cheeseburger, uh, get some sweet and sour pork. Uh, well, he, he he was playing all the hits, Andy. Uh, no, I mean a trophy I don't know. wife. Yeah, and I thought that one might uh, irk you a little bit. I don't know. Were you offended or no? Why? Why would I be offended by that? One? No, I don't. I don't know. You're. I like uh, a lot, You're offended by a lot of things. As I, don't, honestly, I don't have a no. problem
1: with that. I like Andy. You know, gassing up his wife. I think that's uh, nice.
2: Okay. There you On go. On a big
1: stage. <laughs> uh, um, so we've got a uh, an interesting episode today. We've got our flu world order, in I'll which be the judge we will, that, by the way. in which we will rank our uh, not our, but uh, the Eagles free agents to be and a few extra players of interest from one to twenty one in order of our of our uh, opinion on how likely it is that they stay with the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll get to that. Uh, we've got a little bit of Eagles news. No coaching news yet, but uh, some interesting stuff. But I guess uh, let's finish on the Super Bowl. I know it was two days ago, so it's it's old hat at this point. But did you guys have anything that you thought uh, was interesting, worth talking about? I thought Shakira was great.
2: Yeah, the halftime show was outstanding. You know, it, it left me a little bit uh, unfulfilled to be – Quite honest, you know, we, we now have all these uh, storylines and narratives that we talk about because of how the game ended. But, you know, I, I was hoping that if the Chiefs won, it was going to be like, you know, Patrick Mahomes just with this unbelievable performance, putting the team on his back. It, it was really probably one of the worst games he's played. And, uh, I'm curious to see if there was any injury he was playing with uh, in that game. He took some big hits early. Uh, you took know, a couple for, pops took a couple pops. Uh, there was a time in that game where I'm just thinking, why can't, uh, you know, I thought the story was like, why can't Andy Reid get his best players to play at their best in the biggest games? You know, that I, that's what I was thinking with like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm thinking this is the sort of storyline. And uh, I think what Ky- the way Kyle Shanahan coached that game, I'm, I'm sure we can get into that a little bit, but the lack of aggressiveness, um you know, really showing no faith in Jimmy Garoppolo wasting a possession against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, which is something that, you know, you should just go into this game knowing. You shouldn't do so. Uh, you know, it's it's nice for Andy Reid. I'm glad the the Chiefs won. I'm glad the Chiefs won in the under hit. That that's good for my uh, gambling column that I wrote for the Athletic. But uh, I, I thought that was, it was the a,
1: that was the parlay I played on DraftKings Sportsbook. Hit it! Hit it! Hit it! Oh, bank. you did! Oh, very yeah. nice!
2: Uh, very nice! Yeah. So, um, but it, I, I felt like it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a weird game.
0: I I thought Mahomes in those in those last you know five to eight, eight minutes was. Outstanding, you know the third and fifteen play, uh, he he made it obviously. He, I, I I thought the touchdown run was impressive. I I didn't think Mahomes had like a, a demonstrably poor performance. I I thought he was underperforming throughout most of the game, but you look at the to, at the totality of it and and what he did in the clutch and and leading a comeback there. Uh, I came way impressed with Mahomes.
2: Well, certainly, yeah, certainly, I mean, yeah, certainly down, down the stretch, Uh, you know, the one drive was obviously all Damian Williams, but yeah, he did make the big throw and it, it's funny how, you know, the little things that this really comes down to. I mean, if Jimmy Garoppolo hits Emmanuel Sanders on that deep ball, then we're having, a, we may be having a totally different conversation here, you know, and it's just like one deep pass, there's randomness involved. No, Guy one was wide play- open. Yeah, but I mean, no one completes those at like 70%. You know, I mean, the, you know, those throws down the field, people will overthrow them from time to time. It's not a given, but it, I guess that's really just what it comes down to in those in that big moment. You know, one guy makes the throw, the other guy doesn't make the throw. And now we judge, you know, 10, 20 people um, based on what happened there. But that's how it goes.
1: And then as for the uh, the turtling at the end of the first half, as you said, Sheil, uh, Shanahan going full McVay, just coaching scared in the Super Bowl. Like, what are we, what are we doing here, buddy? I like the uh, I think it was Bill Barnwell who tweeted out the the difference between uh, that and the Eagles getting the ball yeah. in the Super Bowl two years ago at the end of the first half, which leads to the Philly special. And that's, uh, you know, you, you need those points. As you said, you got to make you got to take advantage of every possession you have
2: it just shows the difference in how coaches prepare for these situations. You know, like I I was thinking back to the story I did on the Ravens. And like during that conversation with John Harbaugh, I remember, you know, I told him like you're, uh, you know, statistically you have, you've been the most aggressive coach and he, and he wanted to know, he's like, who else is, you know, who else is up there? And I was like, Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, what's interesting, Sean McDermott, your uh, form, the guy you were on the staff with uh, in Philadelphia, he's number two and he's like oh that's interesting and I remember he asked me he goes where's Andy and I I thought Andy was higher at that time than he actually was. I I said something like he's in the top five or the top seven or eight. And then I went back and I checked and he was actually the middle of the pack. I mean, there have been games this year where Andy Reid has not been aggressive. And he's, you know, I I know in my 10 likes and dislikes column, I would have to go back and look at what weeks uh, that happened. But there were times where I was critical of sort of his, you know, his decision making there, especially, uh, you know, if you take all the analytics out of it, I just feel like The bottom line is if you have a good offense, just be aggressive in those spots. You know, you don't have to come down to like every little win probability and all that. It's like, all right, 49ers, you've had a good offense. I mean, they were moving the ball up and down the field. They had the one turnover. But look at who you're going up against you're probably going to need those points like don't overthink it there i mean they he was making a decision based on what could happen like what 25 30 percent of the time that you could get pinned back into your own territory and even if you do that it's not the end of the world i mean look at garoppolo makes a throw on third down during that drive to keep them alive. Then he makes another good throw to Kittle. They got the pass interference. But, you know, just the message it sends to your team when you turtle in that spot, uh, you know, it it just doesn't uh, sit well with me. And Shanahan has not been aggressive. McVay has not been aggressive. You know, these guys who are the young head coaches, the new school uh, or however you want to call them, they have not embraced sort of the game management um, aggressiveness aspect of this. And it's been, you know, some of these sort of I guess older coaches who look at it and are open to listening to all ideas on how to manage those situations that have gotten an edge with it.
1: I think that's well said. Uh, all right. zach, any other any other Super Bowl thoughts? no it it, it really it, it reinforces
0: a lot of of what we've discussed in terms of you know team building, which which isn't necessarily original thinking, but uh, if if you have the quarterback, and you have the pass rush, it, it really I, – I, I mean, that's that's where it, it starts, and often that's where it ends. And I, I, I thought what you saw in the fourth quarter was the quarterback and the pass rush took over. And when you have those two things, I think it, it makes up for a lot of other issues.
1: Sheil, what did you make of Zach going declarative again with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid will be back?
2: Is that – Oh, oh! What was that? His exact quote? They will. He do tweeted
1: that. that. Not, yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, this this will not be their last time on this stage or something like that, right?
2: That's is he phrasing that correctly, Ziberm? I I don't want him to you essentially. Know, I, I, I
0: I wasn't like uh, <laughs> publishing it in in the sense of like I'm I'm going to the casino now I'm gambling on it. But if I if I had to bet on on Patrick Mahomes being in another Super Bowl. I would say yes. I, I I just think he's the best player in football. I, I've been fairly consistent with that since the preseason, which isn't a controversial take. And and the, un, un, unless he gets injured, um, you know, I I know you can talk about how Rodgers only won one and how Breeze only won one, uh, and how they need to pay him, but. Like I, I was interacting with some people on Twitter about this. The window is Patrick Mahomes. As long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, I I I would gamble on him being back on that stage.
1: Yeah, the I quote, the quote I is Okay, go ahead. The quote is won't be the last time Andy Reid is here. That team is built to last.
0: Yes, because they have an elite quarterback at that age. Correct.
2: Oh, what's why why does this irk you? What's so good that that's no, like it doesn't irk me. That's the least I, controversial I, thing I've heard all week. No,
1: it's just I like I, I get uh, I'm tickled by like when when Zach when Zach is like uh, you know he needs to report everything out to make sure it's precisely correct, but like when he makes a prediction, it's just it's just fact. Like this is what will happen. <laughs>
2: That's the engagement game. Come on, if he if if he tweets out, you know they'll likely be back. I would crushed I him. I know. Like, I uh, that's fair. It's, it's wow. a good tweet. I just <laughs> I like
1: yeah. it's it's a funny uh, it's a funny Zach thing that I like. It, it is just, out of character. Know, a that at is, at
2: yeah. That that is. Well, correct. listen, My, uh, we got to give gotta him go credit. Zach
1: Zach predicted the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl before the year started. We got to give him a little bit of credit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Zach crush it. I, I I'm sorry, I don't remember who tweeted this to us we should really find their name but whoever uh, the listener who's keeping track of all this uh zach's really been crushing us for like since he joined the podcast in a lot <laughs> of these true. uh in a lot of these forecasting and prediction contests no yeah, it's in the league this it's, guy's it's got the league wide stuff
1: it's the league wide yeah. stuff where zach is uh, really donkey whopping us
2: okay so you're saying that you know you have an excuse because you don't cover the league but i should be embarrassed <laughs> it sounds like what <laughs> yeah, you're saying. yeah that is what they are saying at all. all right i think not that's true all. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get Wait, a little, uh, wait, wait, hold on.
2: Okay. Let me, uh, the take that I did not like by people were like, ho, oh, ho, Patrick Mahomes is gonna get paid. Like <laughs> yeah, like new, Patrick like Mahomes could have flash. thrown like eight interceptions yeah. in
1: that game, and he was still his gonna leg get paid. could have fallen like, off, yeah. and he could
2: have like, thrown it into the eighth row, and he probably and he still I think would have gotten paid. So uh, yeah, yeah no, I, I totally I do, agree with that. I, do, I don't think he really needed that performance. <laughs> I mean, the guy was the MVP at 23 years old last year. Uh, he plays quarterback. He's really good. Uh, I think he's. Yeah, I mean, there's get a good paid. there's
1: a good case to be made that he's had the best start to a career of any quarterback in NFL oh, history.
2: Man, but. if he, if they wouldn't have come back, the Chiefs really would have gotten a nice cheap deal for him. Yeah, they would have
1: been looking at, you know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater on the open market and thinking maybe we I'm
2: very annoyed by, like, the reporters who are uh, sort of obsessed with, like, we we talk about the financial aspect of this stuff, you know, because I feel like in a good context, like I, I really don't understand. Like, the, oh, this guy is gonna wow! Like they, you know, the gifts with like the money falling, or uh, who is it? What, what's the uh, what's the Ducktales guy? you know, Uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Isn't isn't there one with him that gets a lot of play or jumping
1: into a, jumping into a pile of money
2: Or or over jumping into my favorite season, which is like, good job by this agent. Wow. What a job (laughs) by this agent. Like get out of here with that nonsense. All right. If you want to massage that relationship for sourcing, that's fine. Text the person like, give me a break uh, with this.
1: Oh, you know, the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is MVP, and it's there's nobody and there's nobody happier than you know, whoever Todd France or whoever his
2: agent is. Like, <laughs> yeah, or, or, or like, nah, like a, it's, or, it's or, or Lee
1: Steinberg t- and Chris Cabot. Yeah, okay.
2: go on, go on. <laughs> or uh, you know, I spoke to Chris Cabot, this is Now yeah. I sound like I'm doing. I spoke yeah. to Chris Cabot's a class back in the day. Or he taught a temple oh. temple class when he was uh he was an up and comer. I guess I probably should have kept tried to keep in touch with him a little bit better. Uh,
1: but uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> but, guy. Well, he on Spendale, Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a
2: local guy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, then it, and this is the other one, and then we can actually get to some stuff. But I feel like I got to just unload here a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, TMax could could certainly do a deal with this player. You know, they've got a good relationship with this agent. Like the yeah. team is supposed to have, a, like I, I don't know. Like sure, some of that plays a role in it but isn't that like the team's job to well, remember that be was able the that was the selling
1: point when the eagles signed Namdi? was like how he's so close with ben D- uh dogra like yeah this is how this is how they uh the sausage was made on this one like right you're right like you should be it shouldn't be like it that, that shouldn't be a factor but i mean obviously it is
2: okay all right it's funny uh, you mentioned
1: that
0: actually i was i was <laughs> watching uh <laughs> this is good as i started saying this is gonna sound bad but I was watching what a press conference. Oh. I was watching the press conference this morning of when the Eagles signed Namdi in 2011. And and did, you slide right. that,
1: did you slide that bad boy into a hidden folder?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I was I was doing research for a story, and uh, and I hear Bo Wolf ask uh, ask a few good questions there, including uh, you know the the fact that the Eagles were able to keep this quiet the whole way through. And while the reports kind of had other teams in in charge or in the, in the league, I asked and that question.
1: I don't remember that at all.
0: I you definitely did. I can I can cue yeah. it up for you if you want. Oh, I don't. I'm <laughs> and, not saying you're wrong. I just <laughs> was, I don't remember it. And how he answered it by talking about the relationship he had with with Ben Doger and C Oh, that's so funny. And, and, and yeah, so uh, yeah, I was, can't was, believe you were watching that
1: here. today. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Early
0: that, that this was... morning, I was I was working on. Yeah, I was trying to work on something that, that you're working uh, on a bubble story ho- no that would have uh paid more dividends than the story i was thinking about but hopefully it's something that that comes to fruition later this off season
1: was that the that was the howie was it howie and Namdi together or was it just howie
0: no this was when they had just signed him that day it was like a seven o'clock press
2: conference oh Andy i remember that came, Howie, like howie no- was
1: like drunk it, se- it seemed like it was he was like making jokes him and joe banner i remember that
2: with excitement well yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe
1: wasn't uh, there for this one.
0: yeah. This one was just Andy and Howie. and 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 it's, no, I think I,
2: I I think Joe was sitting in the back row. If if memory okay. serves, yeah,
1: that's right. He wasn't uh, up there. Up the he tank. was like, the, yeah, I was yeah, at that press yeah.
2: conference. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the big
0: question was the day earlier they had said Dominique Rogers Camardi was going to be the starting right cornerback, and uh, and now they have Asante Samuels. They're another move to be made here, so. Anyways, it, as, as you brought that up, I was I, – it's funny that of all days today I was watching that press conference.
1: I have actually – I have one vivid memory of Namdi's introductory press conference, which is um, uh, there was a national reporter there uh, who is not usually like at training camps. And uh, the, he he started his question with Namdi Scott Hansen from NFL Network, how are you?" Like from the, during the press conference, like you don't need to tell us your full name and where you're where you're from before you talk to the before you ask the question. I, we always uh, we always sort of made fun of that interaction. I uh, disagree. But, I
2: think we should yeah. be doing that every time. Yeah, hey, yeah
1: Bob hey. Wolf, the athletic. How are you? Uh, and, well,
2: <laughs> well, I, I was well, there's say a Jets writer. With friends shows where yeah. your loyalty. No, lives, but. but th- but but there's a
0: Jets writer who, because all the press conferences are are televised, he mentions his outlet whenever oh, he right. asks a question. Yeah. and it's the, it's actually it's it's like free advertising
2: for him, you know. There you, go. So, there uh, you by go. By the way, the 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 listener who keeps track of all our stuff is uh, oh he, yeah he he always does so he or she I don't know uh, codeine snake so thank you codeine snake okay
1: there you go. Uh, Zach, a little bit of uh, Eagles news trickling out today. Uh, a report from your old partner, Jeff McLean. Why don't you break it down for us and uh, Bird on the Street?
0: Yeah. So some changes with the uh, sports science department. That the, uh, I mean th- that they're not renewing the contract of sh- of Sean Holes, who uh, who is the director of high performance. I believe is his title. He was brought on when he was brought on in 2013. It was viewed almost Almost uh, revolutionary, if you will. Yeah, he was—he was, he was the guy. Had this director of sports science, and uh, it, it wasn't a title that you heard a lot in American sports at the time. And now it's fairly commonplace. But but Sean has been with the Eagles since 2013, remained in charge of that department even after uh, Doug Peterson came on board and Chip Kelly left. And then also Shireen um, uh, Mansouri, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. The, the director of rehab. Um, it's it's that she will not return either. Uh, that that their contracts were allowed to expire. Jeff McClain reported that. So, I, I, I mean, big picture, these aren't names that you know the average Eagles fan. I, I I think would be familiar with, and it probably doesn't resonate. But I I do think this shows that there is going to be changes in the training in in the sports science, medical staff, training staff area, where uh, that department or those departments have come under a lot of scrutiny, I would say deservedly so, because of the amount of injuries the Eagles have had the last three seasons. Uh, You saw or you heard Howie Roseman at the end of season press conference allude to the fact that they uh, are going to, that they have a new chief medical officer and that The new chief medical officer spent the season kind of evaluating big picture how everything's done and that they're going to start implementing changes this offseason. So I'm curious to see what else is coming, Uh, but it is notable because sports science is an area that the Eagles care quite a bit about and Sean Holes has essentially created that department for the team.
1: I think that's well said. Uh, I mean, yeah, Sean Hulls, I'm a little bit surprised by just because the Eagles have uh, propped up that sports science department for a little bit. And then uh, Shireen, they were very excited, I remember, to hire her two years ago. So uh, it tells you how quickly things can change. And, uh, you know, based on performance, whether or not these two people were at fault, I guess it's it's fair to say that uh, changes are always going to be coming.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's, you know, we can look at it and say, uh, this is a huge issue and something to be concerned about. And I think, I mean, it seems like a pretty big issue given all the turnover, but then there's obviously the other side of it where, you know, is it just some of the players you're signing? And Bo, you asked Howie Roseman at the season-ending press conference about uh, older players getting injured more often, and he, you know, agreed that that is something that happens. So it's a combination of the two things, but obviously it's something that they uh, feel like has been an issue and that they needed to address and they've been unable to get it right here over the last few years, really, since winning the Super Bowl. So it's something to continue to monitor. Uh, Emmanuel Acho, who every time there's a medical mm. thing with the Eagles, he likes to, uh, he, he seems to chive in. He says the Eagles have had three medical staff changeups in three off-seasons. You could do a 30 for 30 on the Eagles' medical situation. Maybe I will. And that uh, <laughs> the, the top response on that bad boy is from... Earl Wolf Earl Wolf, and he says I'm 100% in so Mm -hmm. he is in Uh, now I I do think the 30 for 30 thing has jumped the shark and I've probably used it too often but like I I don't know I don't know if that would be a big seller 30 (laughs) for 30 on the Eagles medical staff I don't know if that has quite the nationwide or global reach that they're looking for I don't know the Wolf uh, family might be able to advise me better I don't think I can I don't
1: think I'm gonna give that pitch to my sister
2: yeah, I think we should probably ease up on uh, that. But, you know, I would like to hear more about it from uh, both those guys.
1: But I will say there's uh, the second part of the Michael Vick uh, 30 for 30 is coming out. Uh, is it? I think it's this week. And uh, there's, you know, the second part is there's the Eagles stuff, uh, very Eagles heavy. Jeffrey oh. Lurie is interviewed. And uh, let's just say there's a background cameo from a member of the podcast.
2: Oh, look at you, huh? Okay. Well, hey. well there's three of
1: us. It could be any of us.
2: Well, I, you, wouldn't te- yeah. you wouldn't be too. you wouldn't be telling us if it was one of us. You wouldn't care. But well, a family connection. Good job by you. Uh,
1: Look forward so there to seeing go.
2: it. Okay. Any
1: uh, thoughts on the? You know, Tim McManus uh, had a story I think on Sunday that uh, you know it sounds like there's a possibility that all of this waiting for the Eagles coaching staff, the search for an offensive coordinator, may end up resulting in. Uh, simply a promotion for Press Taylor. Now, I mean, we can wait until they make an announcement to fully unpack it, but uh, would that, if that were the case, uh, strike you as a disappointment, Zach?
0: I don't want to say disappointment. It would strike me as a surprise. Um, I don't think that's the path that they're planning to go. I've I've tried to kind of um, keep quiet until I I know exactly what's going on, but I, I... I anticipate that uh, if they go with Press Taylor, nothing against Press. I actually, I think think Press is a real bright guy who I imagine is going to be an offensive coordinator at some point. But I don't think they fired Mike Rowe with the intention of promoting Press Taylor. Uh, So it would be akin to when they assigned, uh, or I guess reassigned Juan Castillo and made him the defensive coordinator uh, Super Bowl week that week, correct? Um, After exploring other options I think Dennis Allen was was someone they were looking at at the time so I I, I wouldn't call it a disappointment because if they did do that and you know they would have a, a smart coach in that role but I, I think relative to the search uh, it, it it would be a surprise and, and it, it would not be
2: the, the expected result I think I would be most interested in sort of hearing the explanation that led to that. You know, if Mm -hmm. uh, because because we talked about it before and I felt like you've had a, you know, years of sort of on the job uh, assessment evaluation of both Press Taylor and Deuce Staley. And if, you know, one of these guys was just bringing unbelievable ideas to the table and doing a tremendous job and you felt like they were, you know, so ready for a promotion, then why not just, all right, you fire Mike yeah, you, you promote one of them and then you can really sell that with, hey, we don't, you know, we didn't have to look elsewhere. But then on the other hand, I often and encouraging teams when they have an opening to talk to as many people as possible because it's a smart part of the process. So if that were their explanation, if they said, you know, we kind of knew that press was going to be the guy, uh, but we wanted to talk to other people, make sure we weren't missing anyone, be thorough, get some ideas. Maybe we have to make some moves down the road. Then I guess I could buy that. Uh, You know, I, I don't know that I buy that this was their first choice. You know, I think some of the names we've thrown out, it seems like they were very interested in. And so that would uh, give me some pause, but sort of after having said all that like i i don't think he's a bat, uh, a bad option you know i would not crush it uh like you said Zach i think he's a smart guy he's you know i, I wrote a big thing on him when they named him the quarterback's coach he's, he's coached in different schemes he's somebody who looks likes to look at a lot of college film likes to see what other teams are doing i think he's got a good relationship with Carson Wentz Bo, i think we once uh you know what during one of his first availabilities we said he kind of sounded like a younger Frank Reich. You know, he wasn't like real Mm. guarded or paranoid. We sort of liked his way about him. Um, And so, uh, you know, I think there's kind of a lot to like about him. I'm just kind of before I say yes, I like the move. If they do go that route, I would want to know about the process. And wait a minute, how did you kind of get here? And is it a factor of just other people you couldn't get and you settled on this? That would give me some concern.
1: And then I think also just what the what the rest of the staff ends up looking like is is uh, the other aspect here. So you know if they hire Press Taylor, but then also bring in you know like a a consiliary like Jim Caldwell or something, then then that looks uh, a little bit different than just elevating Press Taylor. So we're probably getting a little bit ahead of ourselves.
0: And I'm 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 reserving judgment on this until I see what the composition of the, of the staff is. But I, I do have questions about. Uh, Doug's ability to replenish a coaching staff. And I I, I, I think that is a valid question because um, it's not something that he's done particularly well here. And, and they've had turnover, and he's promoted from within. And when you promote from within and then fire two guys uh, after one year, and then you fire your wide receiver's coach three times in four years, and if you have this offensive coordinator search two times in three years, and if you promote from within both times – uh how, you know, I, 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 I do think that that merits questioning. Uh, I think there's a lot of what Doug does as a head coach that is outstanding. I think there's a lot of what Doug does as a head coach that's good. But I, I also think a part of it, building a coaching staff, coaching your coaches, um, that, that remains to be seen. And uh, there's evidence to suggest that's an area that he needs to improve.
1: I think that's very well said, and I and I think that's something that uh, plagued Andy Reid at the end of his Eagles tenure was all the coaches who came up with him and his original staff moved on elsewhere, and then when you start having to backfill and you're not, uh, you know, you're not in like young coaching circles anymore, it's harder to it's harder to find those guys at at uh, at lower levels. So um, that's that's a, a real question for Doug. I think you're right.
2: Yeah, that that though. You know, that was after a very long time. Yeah, that's that's like after Um, nine years. I would hope that Doug Peterson would not be using that uh, as an excuse, but I I do think that that is totally fair. And Mike Groh goes to Indianapolis to become the uh, Mm. wide receivers coach with Frank Reich. And then uh, Mike LaFleur re-ups, right, with the 49ers to stay there. So, you know, that's just some of the – movement that has gone on i I was once told i I forget what coach it was but i remember there was a coach who said you you can't coach your coaches like the head coach does not have time to coach his coaches you gotta hire people who you trust and delegate and just let them do their jobs because you've got enough on your plate so i don't know for whatever that's worth
1: zach are you willing to uh, tell us why you are rooting for a quick resolution to this and you don't want it to drag on until friday
0: uh, not necessarily. I I like quick resolutions because it's good for the news. But uh, you know, I I do have uh, I am going to be out of town uh, this this week, so I'm not going to be in front of my computer on uh, Friday like I typically am. So yeah, so I and would it's like going to be eating you up
1: inside. There. I think we can assume.
0: Yes, I that, that I I will admit that um I right, I I on. have left I've left movies I've left dinners i've left dates i've i've left things because of uh of news that one would consider to be uh minuscule or like like a matthew tucker signing or like (laughs) Uh, something like that but this is the type of thing that uh i i'm gonna be out of town i won't have access to it on friday so if if it comes out then uh yeah i i might not be pleasant company and it's the type of thing I need to
2: be Pleasant Company for. So uh, let's let's <laughs> You've, let's you've left Wednesdays dates? That's, that's very interesting to me because you've always worked <laughs> with another writer, right? I mean, can't you shoot a text and say, uh, I'm going on a date? You know, maybe can you, I just don't want to check my phone a lot for like the next two hours. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never like been on a real date. So I would I don't really know <laughs> how that works. But I imagine that if I, if I was like in that... Uh, you know, in that, if I if I was going a date with somebody who I didn't know, or I was just getting to know, I feel like I would I would make some uh, take some steps to not have to leave for a Matthew Tucker signing. No, I,
0: I probably should heed your advice on that, or should <laughs> okay. have. Um, fortunately, uh, I am married now, and, and I I did not have to leave dates with my current with 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 my wife when I was dating her for these new for news, but there have been. Dates in the past that I look back and I'm like, you know what? If I didn't post something right away, the world would have still gone on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, but what defense, a good like, excuse
1: like, to get out of a date if you need one.
0: That, now that's, no, true. it's, it's, I would it's, imagine. It's like, not even I that, really but,
1: it, yeah, me neither. yeah
0: No, I, <laughs> I think, uh, it has to be part of your ethos, you know? So I, I, uh, I admit that I, I get carried away with it sometimes, but I think uh, you need to know what your edge is. And if your edge is that you care about that stuff, once you lose that, you, you lose that
1: edge. Before we get to the flu world order, I have to give a shout out to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Made a little uh, lechuga this week, as I said before, on the, uh, the parlay with the Chiefs and the under, and then uh, on a little separate uh, prop bet on Patrick Mahomes to score a touchdown. Uh, So uh, a nice little, a nice little Sunday for me. The big game might be over, but the action isn't slowing down just yet. There's still plenty happening on the rink, on the court, and on the field. Get in on the action tonight with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Just as one football season ends, another begins. Celebrate the kickoff of the new professional football season starting this weekend with DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe and secure betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience plus they have great promos and odds boosts each and every day of the week it's no wonder DraftKings sportsbook is America's top rated sportsbook app go bet on those XFL games that is uh, that is some dedication to the game download the, the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code TOSS T O S S when you sign up for a limited time all new users can get a sign up bonus up to $1000 that's right DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, enter code TOSS and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Bonus uh, comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLE. All right, uh, let's get to the flu world order as the uh, two-time defending champ. Uh, I have to say, you know, we did the we did the exercise on the athletic today of, you know, will guys be back, yes or no, and that I didn't find d- as difficult as this exercise, which uh, it was very difficult to order these guys. Like, there's a bunch of guys in the middle who I could see coming back, but... Uh, It's we're going to we're going to have there's going to be one guy who signs who blows up uh, all of our boards, I think.
0: Yeah, this was really difficult also, because usually when you do these these rankings, you can do like the hard part is ranking one through five, let's say. Uh, in this part, I had no one who I wanted to rank really in the top five. Like, oh, it was I totally a fight. agree. It was a fight for the bottom. Like, there's there's no one who I'm saying I'm very confident this guy's back next year.
1: Yeah, there's there is no none of these 21 players. I am like, you know, I'll I'll, I'll bet the mortgage that they're going to be back or anything like that. Exactly. Like, exactly. I do not feel good about my guy who's at number one.
2: Yeah, I thought, this, I, I thought this was really an especially uh, terrible and agonizing exercise where, you know, <laughs> I spent really, I, I looked, I started doing it uh, five minutes in, and then I go like, there's literally pretty much anything else I would rather be doing right now. <laughs> so I'm just gonna put numbers next to their names. And uh, who cares? So, uh, so let's get it going. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, to recap the rules for the Free agents who are not currently under contract with the Eagles, they count as returning if they are under contract by the Eagles at any point in the 2020 season. So, for instance, if Josh McCown retires, but the Eagles backup quarterback uh, you know breaks his leg in the season and the Eagles sign Josh McCown in November, he counts. Uh, and the flip side is for the five players under contract – that's Nigel Bradham, Alshon Jeffrey, Malcolm Jenkins, Rasul Douglas, Ed Sidney Jones. They only count if they are on the week one roster. So if you think they're going to get traded during training camp, then uh, you would put them lower on your list. All good?
2: All good. Okay. All right. As, as one commenter that I'm just looking at on an article said, I like Shields' comments. Short and feels like a podcast where he's – Annoyed and wants it to be done already. So, that's a little preview of, what, of this exercise. <laughs> that's upcoming. exactly
1: right. And we're about to get to the first of 21 players. So, buckle in. Uh, let's start uh, alphabetically. Let's start with Nelson Aguilar. I have Nelson Aguilar at
2: 18. You're the only one. Why are you obsessed with alphabetical order? Like we did these on the site in alphabetical here. Like you're a grown man, are you? You're in your thirties. Who still uses alphabetical order for this type of thing?
1: What do you mean? What what kind of chaos do you want to be running? Like we got to put some like the stuff in an order, pro-
2: most prominent to least prominent or vice versa. I thought that would have been good. Okay, eighteen. Uh, Who did you say, Nelson Aguilar? I had him <laughs> at twenty. Okay, at
0: Ooh, well, okay. I meant nineteen. Oh,
2: there you go. Yeah, uh, I, I can't see him coming back. Like, I both would
0: be, sides here. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, what, it would, I, I think there's a better chance that the Eagles would be interested in bringing him back, you know, if the market looks really weak than it is that Aguilar is willing to come back. Oh, I, but I, do, I do have to say. Well, well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but I do have to say, uh, so, you know, I'm doing this thing on, on the, uh, you know, all the wide receivers, like a shopping guide for the Eagles and the crop of free agent wide receivers is garbanzo beans. So like, I, I think Nelson Egler is going to like get a, a weird amount of money from some team.
2: So you th- really, I, 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 I'm sure. You- oh yeah. I'm sorry. Go on. No, uh, that that's interesting. I mean, it is garbanzo beans. Uh, so it last is so
1: year, garbanzo beans
2: last year, the slot receiver market, the uh, z Burm's boy Jameson Crowder, my boy Adam <laughs> Humphreys, and I think there were, there was one other slot receiver who I can't remember uh, right around nine million a year three year, you know twenty seven million dollars that was sort of the standard. so that's what we mm-hmm. should uh you know if you think, yeah, uh, like you just said, Bo, that would be kind of the range you would expect him to uh,
1: okay get. Something. That's uh, maybe maybe I would take just under that, but that sounds that sounds about right. I'm uh,
0: sure you right. guys saw the Falcons. I'm, I'm sure you guys saw the Falcons like announce publicly. Yeah, what we was are not negotiating what was with. Uh, you know the the former first round pick, Vic Beasley. I I can imagine like the Eagles doing. You know, the Eagles don't even tell you. How many snaps their guys are playing in the preseason. So, I guess I can't imagine (laughs) the Eagles doing this, but they won't even announce that they're
1: interviewing somebody for the offensive coordinator position.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, could you see a release like, we are not going to pursue negotiations with Nelson Aguilar, but but thank you for all your service. That just seems like kind of mean,
2: doesn't it? Like, why? I don't know. It does. I I feel like
1: Peters is the guy who they would do that with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you you do it if you want to put out a statement like thanking the guy. And, yeah, and frankly, Nelson Aguilar was probably done as much or more in Philly as big, as as Beasley's done in Atlanta. Oh, I thought you were gonna say uh, Jason Peters. Peter like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was I was comparing the, the Beasley, but uh, but nonetheless, uh yeah, I, I, I did think of Nelson when I saw
2: that. Yeah, I That's do. Funny. I do think it's telling that you know I think Eagles fans, I think. Like if it were another fan base, I think it would be different. I think ten years from now, when you're thinking of Nelson Aguilar, I think you're probably gonna think of the failures first, is my opinion. Uh and I was looking just at that Super Bowl, that game winning drive, man. Three catches, I think, for thirty eight yeah. yards. He had he nine spins cap- out of that one tackle to get yeah. a first down. He he had nine catches, uh eighty-four yards on eleven targets really played well, you know, during that Super Bowl run, whereas, uh, I don't know, it feels like... uh, You're going to remember the Atlanta drop. That's what you're you're going to remember. In
0: some front office right now, there is a guy who works with analytics and data who's knocking on the GM's door and saying, do you know how many 60-catch seasons this guy's had?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Saints, maybe, because that sounds like their use of analytics in that article.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Let's go to Vinny Curry, uh, who, you know, the Eagles have like five defensive ends already under contract. It doesn't seem like there's a reason to bring Vinny Curry back, but he strikes me as a guy who could come back like if he is unsigned and then uh, joins the team in training camp when they need a body. I have him at 13.
0: Okay. Uh, did I have we met put 10, I agree with what you said? He loves playing for the Eagles. Uh, he has a lot of Jordans in his he, own. I was going to say, I, wonder, Jersey, I always, so. I always find myself
1: wondering how many Jordans
0: <laughs> yes. he has. So he probably doesn't want to move. So uh, <laughs> I put him at ten. Did but we put stakes
2: on this? Is this like a contest? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so what? It would have to be what we would have to wait until like the well, end like of a, next season, uh, right? Correct. Okay. So at the end of next season, what is it? The what is the winner get? For, how about the winner gets a little Penrose Diner lunch on the from the two losers? How about that?
1: Okay, I like that. Mm,
2: we already got. We're, listen, we are already giving a paycheck. Yeah, to we're gassing up to
1: is enough. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. How do we uh, calculate I, this though? Well, I, I think it would be yeah. How do we? It's calculate whoever's got it? the lowest the amount score. of points you accumulate. Yeah, okay. And
1: the yeah, the lowest points.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, What's your I number have, here?
2: I have Vinnie Curry at eleven with nothing. Uh, really, nothing new to add you want to get you want to get Fair younger enough. you want to get better um good luck elsewhere
1: okay uh let's get to ronald darby who hold on i have uh i have a, a stat here from uh, looking at the free agent corners that i can pull up uh ronald darby
2: He gives up a lot of big plays. That was your stat. Yeah, (laughs) that was the stat. uh, It's audio. You don't want to confuse people with too many numbers. It's like he's got
1: the high, whatever it is, he's got like, you know, the the highest percentage of uh, big plays given up uh, of any corner who played like, you know, 200 snaps against the pass or something like that.
2: Which, of course, always take those coverage uh, stats with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh mm. Ronald Darby I have at 20 of 21 Whoa! I 20. Uh, I don't see him coming back.
2: Okay. I've got uh, 16 so uh, not quite as uh as low. I mean, I guess there's some scenario where like the same thing that happened last year plays out again uh, this year that that would surprise me. You know, he's uh I I think he's somebody who a team could look at and say we really like this guy because he may he's probably their best cover corner, but everything else is but well, why why do we think that he's their
1: best cover corner? I know that like, like Malcolm Jenkins has said that in the past, but like that I don't means
2: know. that means if he's it if, if you say line up and play man coverage against this person, he would be closest to the receiver on the highest percentage of snaps, I think. I guess. Uh but he can't play the ball in the air. He's a poor <laughs> tackler uh and he gets injured. So That kind Mm.
1: of... The triple threat.
2: There you go.
0: So so we don't need to go this long for every player, but I do want to share something that Bo emailed us uh, because I think our listeners will appreciate it. When we were talking about doing this will-they-be-back story, uh, Bo emailed us, and when I say us, Shiel and I, uh, the format for this, and Ronald Darby was the example (laughs) that he used, and I appreciated how Bo gave the example trying to mimic each writer uh, so he wrote Berman no the Eagles gave Darby one more chance but his time has run out so that is how Bo assumed I would answer the question uh, Kapadia no I'll miss watching him almost break up passes that's how he assumed that she would answer the question and then Wolf no more like Donald Rarby uh, so that is how Bo assumes he answers the question so yeah, I, I, I think thought that our, about right I thought our listeners would appreciate uh, Bo projecting that for each writer
2: and this will be very on brand, but I didn't even read that. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> so
2: that was that was news to me.
0: I was in a coffee shop reading that, and, and I laughed out loud because I I appreciated the effort Pope put into that.
1: Uh, Zach, thank you for appreciating that. I I, I appreciate your appreciation. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, let's get to Grugier Hill, who I think we all sort of agreed like looked like an easy extension candidate at the beginning uh, of training camp, and then he got hurt. And then he was displaced by Nate Gary. And then there was the weird thing at the end of the season where he, uh, you know, admitted lying about a concussion. And then there was the uh, disagreement with the Eagles over uh, the back stuff. So it sounds to me like this marriage is over. But uh, I think there's still a slight possibility I have
2: him at 17. I have him at 16. I have met at 14. And I was thinking about this one and everything you said is correct but couldn't you just see you know maybe he maybe doesn't have a market they're not very deep at linebacker they bring him back. Someone Special asked about Special teams all, captain. Someone asked about all that stuff that happened and, you know, how we say it's a relationship business. You know, sometimes there's a lot of emotions involved. Uh, you know, you got to just talk through some of these things. And, you know, Kamu Kruse Hill's been a good football player for us and, uh, you know, kind of go down that road of like everything's OK now. We've kind of repaired this relationship. Maybe not. I mean, it's it's still more likely that he's gone. But, you know, it's not like they're they're loaded at that position. You know, they've got to have we'll get to uh, Nigel Bradham at some point here, but uh, they've got to have fill fill it up somewhere. So I'm not totally ruling it out.
1: I think that's fair. Uh, Jordan Howard, Zach, why don't you tell us where you have uh, Jordan Howard? Because you were you were more uh, bullish on his market with the rest of the league than uh, than Sheila and I were.
0: Well, I had him at six, and I, I will say oh. in my defense, I didn't realize we could do the maybe thing. That
1: yeah, Bo no, I, I weasled yeah, a couple of them. Yeah,
2: was honestly? Pathetic. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be yes, yes or no. no. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, correct, Zach. Okay, You did it correctly. So I saw that, and I was like, yeah, well,
0: yes. I, I think if Jordan Howard can't find a market elsewhere or can't find playing time elsewhere, then he makes sense as a guy who can come back Because he likes Philly, the Eagles like him. But I do think the Eagles are committed to making Miles Sanders more of an every-down back than they've had during, than any point during Doug Peterson's time here. And I think Jordan Howard can find a bigger role elsewhere.
1: Here's a question for you: Uh, I was looking up uh, the running back uh, first down success rate on short yardage carries. So whether they got, whether they picked up a first down when it was three yards or fewer to go. Where do you think that Jordan Howard and Boston Scott ranked among the qualifying running backs?
0: First How many qualifying and third. running backs were
1: there? There were I guess it uh, doesn't matter
0: if I'm going high. So they were
1: fifty-nine.
0: First and ninth.
1: They both tied for fifth. They had the they were okay. both ten of thirteen. Miles Sanders was 39th. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake was the best in the league. Uh, Kenyon
2: Drake would be a nice <laughs> nickname. Okay. Uh, I've got Howard at fourth.
1: I've got him uh-huh. at eighth. Oh, this, okay. this one could come back to to bite me.
2: I mean, I just don't see a big market for a guy coming off of an injury who it took nothing to trade for him last year, and he's a two, you know, he's not a factor. In the passing game, his numbers weren't great the year before. So, uh, you know, I, I think that they need another running back to add to Miles Sanders and, uh, you know, potentially Boston Scott. Now, maybe you get that elsewhere. Maybe that's a draft pick. That would be great. But if he doesn't have much of a market, I mean, he complement. I like that he complements what Miles Sanders does well. And he seemed like a good fit in the locker room. He's not going to complain about not getting carries, all that. So maybe it's a a one-year deal, you know, something short, inexpensive, and um, you kind of go that route. So I I wouldn't be shocked if he came back. I also, you know, I thought he was a pleasant surprise. I mean, we forget it now because he got injured and Sanders played so well. But Howard was playing pretty well when, you know, he was out there. Surprise is a a subjective term here, by the way. That's
0: true. You you were gassing
2: him up. You were gassing him up.
1: (laughs) I kind of like. I I think the Eagles should probably not sign a running back until the draft, and then if they don't draft a running back, then they then they look at the market who's still available. But
0: agree wholeheartedly there.
1: Uh, Timmy Jernigan. Uh, They brought him back last year when there was no market. Will they do so again? I say no. I have him at fifteen.
2: That's the exact number I have, 15 as well. Oh. oh, this is going to be a difference maker. Now, again, this is around the time, I think, where I'd stop paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have him at seven. Okay you know, you need bodies. I can bodies. see that. Hey, you he likes Philly. Loves keep, him. You, first of all, you guys keep using that. He he likes Philly. Well, thing. he said that I mean, to me in listen, the locker room after the okay, last game. Guys like, like you know they usually unless they're playing for yeah. Some, they also won know, a
1: Super Bowl here, so of course he likes it. Like,
2: Yeah, I mean that's so, fair. Anyway, that's fine. But you know they need bodies at defensive tackle. It's not like he's old. Uh, you know, last year was the year he was coming off the injury, but uh, he's not much in terms of a pass rusher i think you still probably want to move on and get someone with some more pass rush some more upside but uh, i could see a scenario where he he doesn't find much out there and they add him as a depth defensive tackle
0: i think he's going to the highest bidder and i don't think the eagles are the highest bidder
2: okay okay
1: uh josh mccown will uh the eagles look to bring back a guy who uh, had his hamstring snap in his first real uh, extended action of the season, I say I can see that that like retirement and then mid season return sort of happening, so I have him higher than I would like. I have him at eleven.
0: Yeah, I went thirteen. Uh, I think the Eagles are are going to find a quarterback with starting experience who's not Josh McCown to be their number two. I, I know a name that's been discussed is Joe Flacco, uh, and when I say discussed, discussed among fans and media, and I I don't no, want to suggest... I thought suggest, you were breaking some news. Uh, no, yeah. no, 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 I, I don't want to suggest that's the, that's the word in the building. I was looking at it
1: like... It, it, it.
2: Oh, that would be terrible.
0: Why? Well... I mean, you could do Joe, a lot worse than Joe Flacco. As your yeah, I don't know that.
2: if that's true. I don't know if that's true. If you look at sort of how he's played over the last several years, and he's such a statue back there. I mean, if he yeah. comes in and any pressure, your entire like game plan... Is uh, out the window. I would I would rather have like a a Case Keenum type. Than Case a, Keenum is the guy. I is, is the Flacco. guy I
1: like the best of those. Uh, yeah. Those free agents, but
2: he but and did, Flacco is just so terrible to watch. Like that's not fair to your fans. Come on, these guys. Sell it's out also the like John Elway. John
1: Elway <laughs> trades for Flacco, drafts Drew Lock in the second round, and then before the season starts. Adds guaranteed money onto Joe Flacco's deal, so now it's like he's he's got twenty seven million dollars coming next year. Even if they cut him, it's uh it's it's thirteen and a half million dollars of dead money. All they do is save ten million dollars. It's crazy.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah uh, he I, had uh, a herniated disc in his neck, and uh, and he oh by now he, okay,
1: and he Sign it's like he's.
0: He's a uh, Philly area guy. He's from Audubon, New Jersey. you got to remember um, the the Ravens influence. No, I know Joe Douglas is gone, but Joe Douglas uh, was one of the big guys in terms of drafting Joe Flacco. Joe Douglas called Eric DaCosta at the time, uh, was at a uh, Delaware game and said, you you got to come up here and watch this guy. So uh, I'm not suggesting that he is going to be their backup quarterback, but I'm saying a player who has starting experience I think is the direction they go. I don't think it's McCown, but I'm not rolling McCown out.
1: What do you guys think uh, of Andy I, Dalton?
0: I like Andy Dalton.
2: Yeah, I would be fine. Well, I, I wouldn't say I like Andy Dalton, but uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I would, we're yeah. Talking yeah about a- I think that's fine. I think that's the, uh, yeah. I think that's right in the ballpark.
1: And then I the think- other one, the other idea I had, what would you say about giving up like a sixth round pick for Josh Rosen? Who has been... Truly terrible through the first two years of his career.
0: Yeah. Well, he hasn't had much to work with in either time, but.
1: I know, but he has been heinous. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think they would go more with a veteran type, but I would still gamble on Josh Rosen.
2: I probably would not. I don't know. I'm on the fence with that. I mean, I think odds are he's probably just not very good. Uh, but it's also true that he's been in two terrible, uh, situations. So I don't know. I guess, I guess you sort of trust your scouting there. If you liked him coming out, then fine. I would kind of just, you know, with whatever they did, I would sort of be fine with that one because I, I didn't like scout, uh, Josh Rosen, but... Uh, my, well, and, had, the, and
1: they probably didn't really scout him very highly either because they already had Wentz at that point.
2: Yeah, I think quarterbacks, though, you usually still... Yeah, you take your time. ...look at. Uh, I, I have McCown at 15. I mean, really, I think we're the only people who, like are are pointing to the fact that the guy had to play one game and ripped <laughs> up his hamstring. It's crazy. I mean I don't understand. And he how still doesn't think he's gonna <laughs> he wants to play. Like uh, well, your like, body just told you you can't play. Your body? Yeah. Like what do you do? I mean imagine now, really part of last year, which we probably, you know, should be talked about more. Carson Wentz made it through the entire season. Mm. That hasn't been the case previously. Like you need a guy who you're comfortable can get through not just one game when he has to come in, but you know, if he has to play three or four games, he can kind of keep you in the mix, that's the goal. And so I I don't think he would be that guy. Ronnie
1: McLeod, Eagles, uh you know he played. He played every game last year, almost every snap, except for one uh, missed for a pee break, as Zach told us. I <laughs> I think there's a chance that McLeod comes back. He's going to be 30, but uh, I have him at seven.
2: Ooh, seven. I have him at 13.
1: Maybe yeah, that's wrong. I have met I have met at, ele- at
0: 11. Uh, mm. But I would kind of pair him and Jenkins together. I don't think both are back, but I think one is back.
2: I think McLeod was one of their best defensive players last year. I just think if you listen to how Howie, what Howie Roseman said after the season, this is precisely the type of player who you say, we don't want to bring him, you know, he's he's 30. You don't want to count on him, his play, uh, staying at a high level, him staying healthy, and you move on to somebody else.
0: Well, I think I, Zach, I, I'm I looking think... forward to seeing Bo, or, or I'm sorry, I'm looking forward to seeing Shields' uh, rankings for the free agents league-wide. But I think he's a guy who who could find a market, uh, perhaps a short-term deal, but I still think he's a starting caliber player in this league. I think he's kind of scheme versatile. Um, And I I thought he boosted his stock last year. He gambled on himself by turning last year into a contract year, changing the contract, and uh, I I thought he played well.
1: There are a lot of starting caliber safeties who are going to be free agents, I will say.
2: And I would go the other way as opposed to gambling on himself that to me might say, hey, there wasn't that much out, you know, there wasn't good enough deals out there to not to explore other options. So, I don't know. Maybe that would be and telling. I think the, but- and,
1: the, and the safety market has been suppressed in years in years past. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of market he's going to get. I mean, Devin McCourty, Jimmy Ward, Anthony Harris, HaHa Clinton Dix. Uh, Justin Dem- Simmons. Justin Simmons, Demarius Randall, Von Bell. Uh, like, who's all the – even Will Parks is probably going to get more money than him. I don't know. So –
0: I think Justin Simmons is going to be the highest-paid um, safety in this class. By yeah, by well law. they'll probably end yes. up yeah.
1: franchising him, right?
0: Yeah, or or resigning him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, well, why don't we do Jenkins then? Since uh, I think you're right that there's probably there's probably a connection between the two. Uh, I I don't feel good about this at all. But I have Jenkins as my number two.
0: I, got I don't feel good no, about this at all. But I have him well, as my number one.
2: Yeah. I got him number one also. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it's crazy. I mean, I I think, uh, I mean, we've discussed it a bunch, so we don't need to go over the whole thing again. But I think there's a compromise to be reached there where, you know, Jason Fitzgerald from over the cap suggested giving him a little bump, maybe tacking on another year to the contract. Uh, You know, he's been durable. I think he's played well. He's not as versatile as he used to, used to be, but I think he's still uh, a very good player. And then, you know, the leadership stuff can get overrated. When bets leave, other guys step up. That's just kind of how it works. But I don't know. With him, it seems pretty legit. Um, his voice in the locker room, his uh, role as uh, the communicator a little bit between the players and the coaching staff, um, him giving ideas to the coaching staff, all those things I do think count for something. I think this is one that gets up to the owner's desk, number one. And number two, this
0: is a different situation than Jason Peters, for instance, uh, for a few reasons. A, he's younger. B, uh, they don't have anyone behind him, but also he's under contract now. So you're not giving him, you're you're not like signing him um, or he, he doesn't have access to going elsewhere at, at this right. point. What you're doing is renegotiating his contract.
1: Correct. That's a good point. All right, let's, I'll skip Mills so we can do Mills, Douglas, and Jones together at the end. Let's do Jason Peters. Uh, should not be back, but uh, can the Eagles look him in the eye and say no? I have Peters at 16.
2: I've got 17. We've been over this. I don't need to add anything. Yeah. 14. We've been over this.
1: Okay. Hassan Ridgeway. Uh, Eagles gave up a seventh round pick. This Is sheila laughing because he has to talk about Hassan Ridgway on the podcast? Well, yeah,
2: I mean, I can just feel the ex- – I know this isn't live, but I can just feel the excitement from all our listeners. You should. You really should have done a, like a drum roll sound effect or something, but go ahead.
1: I have him at 12.
2: I had nine.
1: I have him at nine as well. Oh. I think I was the only one who said he is coming back in the thing, but yet I'm the low man on him on this. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't over. think they're
0: going into wins. the offseason. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think they're going into the offseason <laughs> prioritizing keeping Hassan Ridgeway. but this is the type of thing that I think they liked his production last year. Uh, they'll let him see what's out there. I'm sure his agent will explore. If there's nothing better, then I, I can see them bringing him back, but, but not on a deal with any notable
2: money. All right, well, Richard you know, Rodgers. Okay, hold man. on, they got a great relationship with his agent. I mean, his agent's been doing a great job for him. Uh, his name uh, escapes me at this time, but uh, yeah. Well, they traded a seventh round pick for one year of him.
1: I figure they, they might like him a little bit. Uh, okay, Dick Rod. <laughs> Richard
2: Rodgers. I beg yes. your pardon? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I think he... uh, I think Richard Rodgers is like uh, – there's a really good chance that he signs with the team in like week five of next season when they need a, an emergency tight end.
2: Why? What? Why? I haven't met 10. Yeah.
1: Last year, I won the Flu World Order Draft, I'm pretty sure, because of Richard Rodgers, and you were yeah. incredulous then that I thought he was going to come back, <laughs> and there we are.
0: Oh, all right. I, I have met 17. Um, yeah. I, now, we don't need to discuss this. I would suggest our, our listeners can go and listen to – Bo and Jimmy Kemsky, they were crossing the Alabama line into Florida mm-hmm. when they were discussing Gun, guns and this exact topic. And, uh, and Jimmy seems to think that he's a the guy they could bring back, and Bo was like, why, why, why? So listen to that discussion.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't remember anything. But now that you mentioned that, Bo, that's right. I crushed you probably might have been the same date last year, just yes. mocking you at even thinking about him coming back. You know what? I'm going to stick to my uh, stick to my a year later, my same uh, thought. And I haven't met 18. My All God, right. if you can't explore a freaking uh, other rosters and find anybody else to fill that role, then what are you really doing? I mean, give me a break.
1: Fair enough, uh, Darren Sproles. I have him at twenty-one.
2: Yes, 21.
1: twenty-one. Okay, we all we all believe that he's retiring. Uh, Nate Sudfeld. We've talked a little bit about uh, the backup quarterback situation already, so we can go uh, quicker on Sudfeld. But I have him at nine. I have him at twelve. Uh, they like Sudfeld, but like I
0: said, I think they're going to go with experience. But why can't they sign two guys? They well, Nate Sudfeld. If if you're paying. who's who's going to pay Nate Sudfeld? The Eagles paid him last year.
1: Now they expect him to be
0: the number two. Uh, I don't think Nate Sudfeld's coming back to be the third quarterback.
2: This feels like a classic case of, uh, you know, like, since we've seen the guy, him being overrated. I'm I'm with Bo. I mean, who's looking at Nate Sudfeld say, go get that guy? I mean, I don't. I'm, know, I'm not suggesting
0: that, but I'm. I'm. I'm even saying... as a
2: backup. Like, are we sure a team is going to want him as a backup next year? The guy's done nothing. He seems like a great guy. Love his personality. Would love for him to stick around, but it, I. I mean, he's like play. I, mean, I don't know that they liked uh, like a Nate Sudfeld.
0: Yeah. So, so the Eagles gave him a second round tender last year, paid him over three million dollars. They wanted him to be the backup quarterback. Got hurt. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think he's shown the league enough to kind of be somewhere where uh where he has a, a definite role, but he's been here for three years now. If he's not guaranteed the backup job, then I can't see him returning. I think he would go somewhere where there's a different or better opportunity.
2: Okay. I have him at eight. Uh Bose right up kind of convinced me that they could he could be one of multiple people they Check out. Okay, uh,
1: the man they call Big V, Halapouliva Vaitai. Uh, I I wrote in the thing. I think he'll he'll have the uh, biggest contract of any departing Eagle in free agency. I have him at nineteen, which is only uh, another reminder as to Howie Roseman not getting anything in exchange for him.
2: I have him at nineteen as well.
0: I have him at twenty. Uh, I agree with Bo. I think he's getting a starting job somewhere else next season, uh, I don't think the Eagles are bringing him back because I think we'll have a better opportunity
2: elsewhere. How about the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets?
1: Oh, little Joe Douglas. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, restricted free agent, Corey Clement. Clement. Clement? Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Not like Bill Clement. Uh, not like Bill Clement. Corey Clement.
1: I will never get it right.
2: I know uh, that's right. I mean, uh, <laughs> really, it's been three years. I thought you were doing that jokingly, but you were not. So yeah, I think it's fair to say you will not well, be getting. Well, to be it right. in my
1: defense, he was gone all year, so I forgot how to say it. I'm yeah,
2: really, what a we, what a weird career path, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I have him at three, but uh, that seems silly because for him, he has to be on the week one roster, and uh, he's he, like he could just get cut. I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with my own ranking.
2: Yeah, I've got him at. I've got him at ten.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I have him at four. I don't I don't love it. I don't think he's going to get a tender. If he gets the original round tender, that's that's two point one million, uh, according to over the cap. I'll give him credit there. Uh, and I can't see them giving that to a guy who's a third or fourth running back. I can see them signing him to a deal after the restricted free agent tender needs to be issued. Um, and I can see him in a backfield mix with uh with boston scott miles sanders and running back to be named later
1: yeah and so basically in the uh, scenario I'm, I'm already disagreeing with my i don't like this <laughs> ranking at all
2: <laughs> yeah so the scenario you just laid out zach that i mean he he's free to sign wherever he wants yep. like yeah if, exactly if, if another, i mean i don't know that again i don't know that there what kind of market there would be uh for him but um you know maybe there would be a uh, just takes one i guess
1: yeah Okay. Uh, all right, Nigel Bradham. The Eagles can save what is it, seven million, by releasing Nigel Bradham. Is, it, is that correct? Uh, I think. Yeah. I'd so well, so he million. has an
0: option in his contract. Uh, that's that's what his cap hit would be. So they, I don't know what, or I don't know what charge I, they would
2: incur if they cut him. I think it's but four and a have, half. I, I think yeah. Jason from Over the Caps said it would be four and a half. Uh, Four point seven. He's what? It's yeah. It's like one of the only players where oh, that's it's right. like him and Jenkins. Where if they get rid of them, they can uh save some money. Yep.
1: Four point five. It looks like. Yeah. Um, I have him at fourteen, which feels too low.
0: I have him at eight only because there's a potential for a restructuring, but I yeah. don't anticipate him coming back next. I don't anticipate them bringing him back next year. Hmm.
2: I I zigged when you guys zagged, or vice versa. I put him at three. Three. I thought about this. So yeah, I don't think he's coming back. You might win. Yeah, that could be the, that could be a winning bid for you. But what is he? Thirty years old. Yes. Thirty-one. Thirty. Thirty-one. Uh, they have no linebackers on the roster. Is you know is another team knocking down his door to say let us pay you? I mean, maybe again, it only takes one, but uh, I could see a scenario where you bring him back on a uh, on a less expensive deal. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that swing I took there.
0: Yeah, I think remember. this is a spot where they go younger. I think they're going to add a starter in free agency and in that Nigel Bradham role, a uh, 26, 27 year old type.
2: Really? You think they're going to pay up for a, a starting linebacker, 26, a, 27 a Joe years Schobert. Old? I think they'll do what they did with Nigel Corey back Lilton. in 2016.
0: I, okay. I I don't think they're going to pay top of the market money, but they'll find a guy who uh, who they feel is kind of just needs to be in a change of scenery, and it's going to get playing time here. And they won't pay. I think they gave Nigel a two-year, eight million dollar deal when they signed him in 2016, which was a bargain. And then they re-signed him thereafter. Uh, but I think they're going to find a player of that profile.
2: Well, these off-call linebackers Kowski? got uh, big-time money last year. The C.J. Mosley's, Quan Alexander, I think there's another one in there. Obviously, Bobby Wagner set the market with his extension. So to get uh, a really quality starter now in free agency at that spot, you do have to pay off. So it's like you said, you kind of have to uh, identify somebody uh, maybe a little bit under the radar. You, you mentioned, uh, how do you pronounce it, Bo? Kwiatkowski cost yeah, from from the Bears who got to play when they had uh, in, an injury to one of their starters, and uh, I think did a pretty nice job. I remember he made my I think I remember him running over Dalvin Cook on a mm. blitz that made my uh, likes column one time. So maybe uh, I, I think even he may be a little bit more expensive than you're looking for, but that's probably more in the ballpark as opposed to a uh, Corey Littleton or a Joe Schobert
1: kwiatkowski one of the uh three impending free agents who took an official visit to the eagles during the 2016 oh i like process. that who are the other two well you're gonna have to read the the athletic to find out
2: oh, Good tease. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: opposite reactions <laughs> alshon jeffrey mm. we've talked about this is a tough one we've yeah. talked about the alshon jeffrey situation this one's very difficult uh, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose points here because I sort of split the difference, so I have him at number six.
2: That's exactly where I have him.
0: Yeah, I have him number seven. Oh. and like Shio and I outlined uh, today, there's no financial reason. Uh, there's 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 no sensible reason when you look at at just tangibles uh why you would not bring him back you would lose uh, i mean you're 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 not just taking a cap hit you're actually losing money against the cap by cutting him the only reason he was not on the roster is if you say i don't want him in this building
2: which is possible
1: which
0: is possible that's why yeah. he's not number 1 here for all practical purposes he should be number
2: 1 there you go
1: okay uh, all right, let's 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 close it out with the trio of cornerbacks. Jalen Mills, Rasul Douglas, and Sidney Jones. Uh, Jalen Mills, as we all know, Jim Schwartz's son wears his jersey. Uh, I have Mills at five, Sidney Jones at four, and I really don't feel good about this, but Rasul Douglas as my number one.
2: Wow. Wow. I'm surprised by two out of three of those zach what do you got yes i have Jalen mills as
0: five only because he's a free agent and so he could in theory sign elsewhere but like i said i think this is a situation where the eagles value him more than the league does um this is not a guy who who you can kind of uh, accuse the local media of overrating I, I think this is one where you might accuse the team of overrating uh, so I have <laughs> because, um, you know he's a he's a serviceable cornerback, but I don't think he's kind of the, the foundation of any team's offseason plans. Uh, then I, I went Sidney Jones two, Rasul Douglas three, um, and I'm really just hedging there. I think one of them is back and one of them is gone. Um, I think Sidney Jones is the one who they would try to keep because I think there's a little more upside there. There's inside outside versatility. And then he's also sudden he's a restricted free agent, so if he does come on, you have the chance of keeping him after the season. That being said, I do think he has more value on the trade market um because he was probably a, or he was certainly a guy who teams had graded higher coming out of the draft.
1: And who's giving up anything of significance for one year over Sewell Douglas.
0: Yeah, it would it would it wouldn't be a draft pick, it would be a player for player type swap. Um I I, I like that Dante Pettis for Sidney Jones yeah, swap. I like you that
1: choice. No, oh, thanks. Uh, that
0: was a good one. Um, I would really look at, at, at wide receivers on uh, who have, who've kind of been disappointments elsewhere, who or who, who were similar to Jones and, and, and Douglas in that they were drafted in the first three rounds and just kind of need a change of scenery.
2: Well, I would say Jones has uh, a term I like to use this time of year theoretical versatility. Uh, I, I feel like when I believe he plays. you stole that from me. Oh, did I? Okay, well, yeah. who cares? I'm not going to admit that. Uh, but you know, when he played inside, I feel like he, he played pretty, uh, pretty poorly inside. But uh, our, my prize, I guess, I've got Jalen Mills at two. Uh, I think it will be a two-team market. I think it will be the Eagles and the Detroit Lions. I remember. That's so funny. Cool. You're the one
1: he, who said he. You're the one who said he's going I know. On, the,
2: uh, on the article. <laughs> but, well, that was getting really boring. We were all making yeah. the same choices. I had to switch it yeah. up. So uh, I, I remember Corey Unlin telling the story of I think he worked out Jalen Mills at LSU. And you know how Unlin likes to really – he's a good storyteller, you know. I knew right away this guy. Like, you know, he just had it. So competitive. All tough and now. So, so uh, yeah, I think the Lions uh, are losing, What I think, one of their – Corners is a free agent, and in the Darius Slay situation, they could be trading him, so they're going to need a cornerback. So maybe uh, they make a run at him. If not, uh, I think he would be back. I have Rasul Douglas at number five, and I have uh, Sidney Jones at number 12. 12! Uh, so you think hey, they're listen, moving on from Sydney. Wow. I mean, I just see nothing from Jim Schwartz that would suggest that he would like to keep that like he wants Sidney Jones to have a role. I mean, maybe that's wrong with Rasul Douglas. At least you have the special teams aspect of it. He's been uh, healthier, you know, as a spot starter. He's been okay. he I'm not gonna sell it like he's been great or a Pro Bowler. But uh, I feel like from a coaching staff perspective, he's been more dependable. And I, I've just seen nothing from Jim Schwartz that suggests that he believes Sidney Jones can still be sort of a valuable piece now maybe it'll happen for jones and i could be wrong i, I guess that theoretical upside is there based on where he was drafted but uh, he hasn't shown it yet he's had injury issues all that and so i felt like i should uh make a choice between the two and just go with one so i went douglas five jones 12 that's a big jones 12 is a big swing i like it yeah listen
1: listen as uh, as you said nobody will remember anyway i know that's right all right uh well, I guess that'll do it for the for the flu world order. Any final thoughts? I
2: I, I, I can uh, say this earnestly that we've covered every single aspect of it. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So uh stay tuned later this week, hopefully for some news from the Eagles coaching search. Maybe not. Uh, maybe we'll get uh maybe Sheila and I will go in Zach's uh, carry on and we can do a pod <laughs> from his, his airplane.
0: I'll tell you this: If it's not this week, if there's no announcement this this week, that's a problem. Like there's, that would be crazy. There's literally, there's literally nothing to wait for anymore. Right. Um, the other
1: thing we, which we haven't talked about, that you could say they were waiting for, is National Signing Day, which is tomorrow. If you yes, want to uh, siphon off a. Uh, college coach who wants to make sure he screws over the kids and gets yeah, his commitment say, that's, before that's, uh, before, that's before but yeah. uh, that is a possibility.
2: Yeah, if you it's really want to ruin these too, seventeen right. and eighteen year old lives who are making this major life decision right. based on who they'll be playing for, then you wait till uh, National Signing Day. Yeah, exactly. I always like when I see like like
0: when I I read. Uh, how incredulous it is when a coach leaves like right before signing day. And I'm always thinking, is it better if they wait until after signing right. day? Like they had everyone sign and then they're like, all right, see you guys later.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Uh, so we will probably be, probably be back with uh, one more Birth with Friends later this week. But uh, for now, that that will do it. The third annual Blue World Order. Exciting time for everybody. For Zach and Shield, I'm Bo, And as always... We love you.
2: we're friends.